I slept a few hours pretty good, amen. So, charged up, ready to go. Matthew, or Luke chapter 6 tonight. I want to use an article that I was reading about fruit trees to convey a truth about the heart tonight. Uh, it says, to grow, healthy fruit, to grow a healthy fruit tree, you have to have, uh, and to have a healthy heart, let me say that, there's six things needed. Now, I want to draw a comparison between the two tonight. One's a proper nutrition. If you're going to have a healthy heart tonight, uh, spiritually, or you're going to have a nice, good, healthy fruit tree, you can't just throw everything in the mix. Uh, you just can't throw everything in it. It says the tree, a fruit tree needs uh, nutrition, healthy nutrition, uh, but the same thing spiritually in the heart. If we're going to have a healthy spiritual heart tonight, we, you can't just throw everything in. Two, amen, climate's critical. You know, the church, like an orchard, provides a climate for health and fruitfulness. Three, amen, proper support. In other words, your surroundings matter. Who you spend time with, who you call your friends. How many of that matters uh, when we're talking about a healthy spiritual life and we're talking about healthy fruit tonight. This matters. Four and five, pruning and proper care, cutting off diseased or damaged branches. Six, uh, Fruit that falls to the ground must be removed. Uh, listen, in life, past failures like rotten fruit uh, uh, provide, uh, uh, you know, unwanted uh, things that can get in the heart tonight. So I want to talk about this tonight because it's critical. Talk about the heart, Luke chapter 6. You can turn there with me. Jesus said you can tell the condition of the heart by the fruit that's being produced. So with that in mind, let's look at verse 43 and verse 45. So the good tree does not, a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Verse 45. A good man, the good treasures of his heart bring forth good. An evil man, the evil treasures of his heart bring forth evil. For out of the, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name tonight. God, I'm asking you, God, to speak in our hearts, our lives, minister by the Holy Ghost. Uh, God, that we can start this new year off right, have a healthy heart, uh, decisions be made tonight, God, that we be spiritually well. Uh, going into this year, we stay spiritually well. God, our life makes impact for you, fruitfulness. Uh, I'm asking for tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus said the condition of your life has everything to do, uh, or the outcome of your life has everything to do with the condition of your heart. He said this way, good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor bad uh, tree bear good fruit. In other words, uh, he said if you don't like what you see in your life, you have to look at your heart. If you don't like what you see spiritually going on in your life, if you don't like what you see, uh, uh, amen, that, in that spiritual element, you have to look at your own heart. See, the truth is tonight, we can't blame others or circumstances for what's going on here. Come on, somebody help me. We can't blame others and circumstances for night, uh, tonight uh, for what's going on in our heart. Jesus said, uh, amen, we're responsible to keep our heart right tonight. You know, the reason many Christians end up with bad fruit uh, is because they never took care of their heart. Listen, every, in every, or uh, in the circumstances of life, the heartaches, the heartbreaks, uh, the injustice, the disappointments, instead of praying uh, and going to Jesus, calling a trusted friend, 
they allow bitterness, hatred, unbelief, uh, and different things to begin to flood in the heart, uh, and they end up with bad fruit. And they end up uh, with bad things, amen, hanging off their life, and they, you know, uh, and they wonder, how come I can't, how come I'm not producing good things? My life isn't any better. Jesus said, look at your heart. And there's the truth there. Jesus is pretty smart. Come on. As you read the Word of God, you have to say, man, he's pretty wise. As I read the Word of God sometimes, I'm just, I'm taken back on how smart Jesus is. I mean, how he says these little phrases, but they impact life so greatly. Uh, amen. Uh, he says the powerful truth, verse 45, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In other words, if I want to know how marriage is doing, I just listen to how they talk to each other. Uh, amen. If I want to know how marriage is working, how things are going on, I just listen to them. I listen to them talk because Jesus said, uh, out of the abundance of the, the heart, the mouth speaks. Uh, is she praising him? Is she lifting him up before others? Uh, is he speaking well of her? So I listen to these things. Uh, uh, Jesus knelt to hear people talk about what's in their heart. Uh, you know, you can be talking about the color of a wall, and all of a sudden they flipped a, uh, they flipped a, a script. They're talking about how bad their husband is. They're talking about how bad their wife is. Why is that? Because that's what's in their heart. Jesus said, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So there's a truth here. Again, Jesus is wise. Fruit is visible tonight, uh, and fruit is the evidence of what the tree is. Uh, amen. The fruit of our life is evidence of what kind of Christian we are tonight. Jesus said the fruit that you're producing tonight uh, gives the reality of the condition of the heart. So tonight, as we go into this uh, new year, uh, uh, amen. If there's issues of the heart, make decisions tonight. Listen, uh, I'm going to have a healthy heart. I'm going to invest uh, in a healthy spiritual heart from this night forward. I'm going to make a resolution. Amen. I'm not going to allow the bitterness, the hatred, uh, and all the unbelief to flood in, but I'm going to uh, do everything I can to keep my heart right. You can tell how good or how bad a heart is by the words they speak. I help you tonight. Life, marriage, and circumstances are never going to be perfect. Yeah, how many look at a marriage and say, man, they're so perfect? No, they're not. You see what you see at church, but you don't see on the right home, the right to church. Come on. And you don't see the plates fly at home. Come on. Hopefully that ain't happening too much, but I'm just saying that uh, it's not perfect. Life is not perfect. Marriage is not perfect. Uh, things are not perfect in life. Uh, and that's the truth tonight. The reason many Christians struggle right here, the heart, uh, is because they, uh, uh, amen, look for everything to be perfect and every argument, every disappointment uh, is a failure to them. Uh, every time life comes up short, every time life doesn't work out right, every time he says something or she says something uh, uh, that they don't like, uh, uh, they think, hey, uh, it's, everything's falling apart. It's not. Many people view setbacks and disappointments, hard times, uh, as something must be wrong. It's not wrong. It's just life. You know, me and my wife didn't figure some things out after about 20 years of marriage. And what we had to figure out is, I'm not going to change her, she's not going to change me. We figured out about 25-year mark. That might help some folks. Uh, 
because I tried to change her for a long time. And God spoke to me one time so clearly. I'm in the prayer room. Uh, God said, you just take care of you. I'll take care of my wife. You take care of you. Uh, you take care. Uh, you be the best leader you can be for your home. Uh, and I'll take care of her. Uh, and once I do, I mean, uh, I mean, the home's a lot better. I didn't realize how I stressed her out. Try to take care of her. <laughs> they don't look at it like you're trying to take care of me. They're right. <laughs> Amen. I don't know how I got off and all that. wasn't into my notes, but I did. You know, the truth is tonight, we have an enemy called Satan and the devil. And he tries to get in your heart and mess everything up. Uh, and Proverbs 4, Jesus, wise again, uh, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the issue to the springs uh, of life. Uh, so we have to keep our hearts clean tonight. We have to be a guard over our heart, uh, because what gets into this heart is going to affect everything else in life. Uh, what we allow into our heart creates an environment, uh, and that environment is going to touch every area of life. It's going to touch your friendships. Uh, it's going to touch your work environment, your house environment, your relationship with your children. Uh, it's going to affect everything. So Jesus said, be, uh, amen, watchful with all diligence. Uh, uh, amen, watch over your heart. This word diligent means enforcing or executing. It's a military word, actually. In other words, you must take a military span, stand uh, when it comes to heart tonight. Say, devil, you ain't getting in here. I'm, I'm going to pray for an hour and even try it. I'm going to fast. I'm going to get a hold of God. I'm going to read the word of God uh, and use your military power here. Matthew 13, 24, Jesus said, the kingdom of uh, heaven is like a man, talking about the enemy here, who sowed good seed in his field, but while men slept, the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat uh, and went his way. That's how the devil does. When you're sleeping, it's, uh, it's drowsy time. How many has been drowsy spiritually? You're not, you're not sharp, but uh, you're sharpest anyway. Uh, things are not going as well as you'd like, and it's a sleepy time. Uh, and he tried to put tares in tares. Uh, is a wheat that looks, or is a seed that looks like uh, the wheat seed. But when you eat it, it makes you nauseous, sick to your stomach, dizzy, vomiting, and paralysis are some of the effects. Uh, 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 so uh, Jesus said, listen, that's what the devil does, tries to put these things in your life spiritually that will cause these effects on your life. But we all know what a tear is in our marriage. Come on. If you've been married a couple weeks, you know what a tear is in that marriage. You know what ticks her off and makes her tick. You know what makes her smile, makes her frown. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. Amen. You know what uh, makes him, uh, you know, set up and smile? You know what makes him just go down the funk? You know. We know what tares are. Uh, amen. So Jesus says, listen, this is what the devil does. Tries to put tares in there. Uh, amen. Tries to affect, but we know what these are. We can remove them. So secondly, a heart left to itself will self-destruct. Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful or deceiving. This word means fraudulent, untrustworthy, devious, cheating, and faithless. I know that's in us tonight. This is desperately wicked, and who can know it? We're so wicked, we don't even know how wicked we are. Without Jesus Christ in our heart tonight, uh, 
without the Word of God, without a healthy uh, presence of God in our heart, we have no idea how wicked we are. How wicked we can be. Jesus again said, listen, uh, fraudulent, untrustworthy, devious, and deceiving, faithless. Jesus said in Matthew 15, uh, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, uh, false testimony, slander. Uh, amen. A heart left to itself is a bad evil. A heart left to itself tonight is very dangerous. Uh, and Jesus is speaking to Christians in the Word of God. Uh, we're going into a new year, so again, my challenge is, uh, is to keep your heart healthy tonight. This is why we got saved, because of the bad evil in our heart. As Christians, amen, we don't uh, just leave our hearts to self. What got me saved, what drove me to God, uh, amen, is because of the condition of my heart. And I'm sure that's, that's what helped you get to God. Uh, amen. I didn't realize how bad I was. You know, you wouldn't plant a, a fruit tree and just leave it, would you? Hope you make it. Now, if you're going to make that kind of investment, buy a fruit tree, you got your land sorted out where you're going to have it, you've dug the hole, you planted it, uh, you invest in it, aren't you? You're going to do everything you can by the right fertilizer. You want to nourish that uh, or nurture that thing right. Uh, you're going to invest in it, but how many just leave their heart? You got a picture of a bad looking fruit tree. We got that? Look at that. How many would bring their friends over and say, man, look at this fruit tree I got? You wouldn't bring your friends over for that, would you? You'd say, hey, hide that thing, cover it up. But if we can expose hearts tonight, I wonder how many hearts look like that. Diseased, bare. Barely looking like a fruit tree, you can turn it off. You know, as Christians, we can be the real deal tonight. Have a great heart and produce wonderful fruit. That's what verse 45 is. Uh, a good man of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good. Amen. Jesus said you can be the real deal. Uh, you can be very fruitful. You can uh, have a great heart tonight. We can do this. And we can be that tonight. Uh, not yet. Too early. Okay, for that one. Okay. But a good man, now the good treasures of his heart brings forth good fruit. Uh, but this is going to take some work tonight. Can I say something without offending you tonight? Can I say something without offending you? Some Christians are just lazy. Does that offend you? Sorry about that. Some Christians are just lazy. Amen. Uh, we don't do what we, or we just do what we think we have to do. Let me say, we come to church, pay our tithes, uh, pray every once in a while. Some don't even do that. But we just do what we think we have to do, uh, and we expect everything just to turn out right. Uh, amen, but the truth is we're just kind of a little lazy. We can't just do what we think we need to do uh, because when things fall apart, we end up blaming God or blaming church. You know why most people leave church or backslide uh, is simply because their, their heart had gotten wicked. Uh, they haven't taken care of their heart. Something happens uh, and they start blaming God. Something happens, they start blaming the church. Nobody comes and sees me. Nobody loves me. And you may 
I've in the past spent hours and days and months with them, uh, but because their heart is bad, they process everything wrong. Jesus said the heart is deceitful, fraudulent, devious, wicked, or desperately wicked. Out of it comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. You say, that's not me. You're a liar. Some of you tonight have thought some of this. Maybe yesterday, last week, last month. Because that's in the heart. That's in the heart. And so you're, we're talking about a heart tonight left to itself. All this is going to have, as all this is going to start bearing fruit, it's going to start, uh, amen, setting an atmosphere in the heart. This is why we must take care of our heart tonight. So the truth is we leave our heart to itself. Uh, this is where we're going to end up. Jesus said, a heart left to itself, again, desperately wicked, who can know it? Uh, every bad you can think of traffics through that heart, or tries to. You know, as Christians, we believe, Hebrews 4.12, for the Word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and joint and marrow, and discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. How many believes that? We read that, we believe that, 2 Corinthians 10.4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing exalts itself. But you know, it's funny how we can believe things that we don't do. Isn't it? Uh, we believe things we don't do as Christians. Uh, uh, you even say things you don't do. Read your Bible. But do you read your own Bible? Brother, you got to read your Bible, you got to study, you got to pray. Uh, and you go home and just pick your fingers. Come on. I try to make you mad. I'm just trying to get a truth here. You know, everything we need to be strong, healthy, vibrant uh, is found in the Word of God. It's found in the Word of God. So, uh, so everything we know to be true, and we, we can say amen on, uh, uh, do we do it tonight? We're talking about having a healthy heart. If we do what we believe, verse 45, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good. If we can do what we believe, Jesus said you can have a good heart tonight. So let's look lastly, having a good heart. Again, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good. What you have in your heart, you're going to bring forth. You know, it's like any fruit tree. If you get fruit, you're going to bring it forth. I know Pastor Campbell uh, loves tomatoes, and if you go to his house at the right season, he's got uh, the whole side of his house is a garden, and he's got, I think, like 40, 50 uh, tomato plants. They're tall tomato plants, big tomatoes, uh, and he's got tomatoes there, and he bags them up, puts them in bushels, uh, brings them to church, and gives them out, because that's what we do when we have abundance of fruit. Uh, Jesus says, uh, of the good treasures of our heart, we bring forth good uh, Amen. So when we spiritually, when we have an overwhelming of fruit in our heart, we're going to give that out to people. We're going to give it out spiritually, the way we talk, the way we act, how we do things. Amen. It's going to just naturally flow out of us and begin to touch people. Uh, and that's what Jesus is talking about tonight. Uh, a Christian life that's overflowing, uh, that's able to give. You know, you can hear the heart of God in the words of Jesus, can't you? You can hear the heart of God in the words that Jesus speaks. Uh, 
a good man of the good treasure. You know what God's saying here? I want you to be blessed. God said, I desire you to have a good heart. Uh, I desire you to have a fruitful life. God, that's what God's plan for you and I tonight. Exodus 18. God speaks a powerful truth to Israel, verse 31. It says, uh, uh, get yourself a new heart and a new spirit. Why should you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies, says the Lord. Therefore, turn and live. You know what I'm saying here? Choosing to have a good heart is something that you have to do. He's looking at Israel. They're struggling horribly. Uh, they're struggling in all areas of life. And he said, why uh, should you sit there and die? Get out purchase a good heart. Purchase a new spirit. Uh, what he said, I can't do this for you, but you can. Amen. Every one of us tonight can get a new heart, a new spirit. We can repent. Uh, God, I'm not going to traffic and all this nasty anymore. Uh, but I'm going to begin to surrender my heart, my life. I'm going to have a healthy heart, a healthy environment around my life. And I'm going to get this. Because God said, I can't do this one for you. God can't make you have a good heart. This is something we have to choose tonight. He said, why sit here, you here, and die? You know, I've often wondered that. Why do people, when they know they're dying spiritually, just sit there and die? I mean, they know it. It's the evidence, they tell you even, uh, the evidence, uh, but they continue in that. And Jesus said, why sit there and die? Uh, get a new heart, get a new spirit. He said, I have no pleasure in the death of my people. Listen, God has no pleasure in seeing people get cold and dry and, and stinky spiritually. God, I have no pleasure in that. He said, listen, uh, he said, purchase a new heart. You know, God challenges Israel to have a new heart. But Jesus challenges us tonight for that. Let's move on into 2020. Listen, have a good heart tonight. All the past failures and all the, the nasty junk, let it go. You know, let it go. It's not worth to mess up your heart. You ever start getting an argument and just say, I ain't arguing anymore. It just ain't worth what it's doing to me. I mean, me being right, you being right, it ain't worth it. I mean, I want to keep my heart right. And so sometimes thinking, and I take that post and I say, that ain't worth it. I'm going to keep my heart right. I'm not going to allow all this other stuff to get in there. Romans 12, this Paul's pleading with the Roman church, verse 1. I beseech or beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which are reasonable. Sir, what's he saying here? Have a new heart. Listen, serve God in the right way. Uh, serve God with the right response. Serve God, uh, amen, in the, in the right environment, the atmosphere. Serve God correctly. Again, we're going into a new year. Let's have a healthy heart tonight. Proverbs, out of the heart flows the springs of life. Put up the healthy fruit tree there. Where's that? There it is. Now, if you were going to pick some fruit, which tree would you go to? That first one or the second one? If you're walking down the orchard and you're looking at trees, uh, you see that first one, you go, oh my goodness. You look at that when you're reaching in, aren't you? That's the difference how people sit in church all the time. 
If somebody came into church and looked at their life, which one would they see? Would they see one they want to set far away from? Or they see one they just want to reach into their life and just be get all they can from them? Because in reality, we're one of them too. But Jesus said a bad tree can't produce good fruit, a good tree can't produce bad. You can't get no bad out of that. I guarantee you, you got that tree, you're going you're gonna to make some money on it. You're going you're gonna to fill your stomach with it. You're going to fill other people. There's no bad in that one. I guarantee you that other one, you don't want to touch because there's some disease sitting on that one. You eat that in Africa, they call it a runny stomach. And you're going to have a runny stomach for some days. We eat some food over there, man. You're just sitting on the toilet for a couple of days. I've ate it, and I said, I ain't eating that again. <laughs> uh-uh, no way. Let me close here. You can go ahead and turn that off. Jesus said our hearts like a fruit tree. If you will invest in it, it will be good. It will be a good tree producing good fruit. If you leave it to yourself, it's going to be bad and produce bad. It's our choice tonight. And Jesus said you can have a great heart or you can have a suffering heart. Jesus said a heart left to itself is self-destructive. Listen again, he said that heart is deceitful, fraudulent, untrustworthy, devious, cheating, faithless, desperately wicked, uh, 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 evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, all that. All that tries to live in the heart anyway. And a heart left to itself, that's exactly what happened. When most people backslide, it's somewhere in that verse. Some kind of sexual immorality, some kind of evil thinking. Something's taken over, and the Word of God is always right. Jesus said, don't die thinking you're okay when you need to repent. Listen, maybe you have a bad heart tonight. Repent. You're going to have a good heart tonight. A good heart, though, is a choice and a spiritual investment. Listen, there's things I've had to, decisions I've had to make through the years. Uh, uh, if I'm going to be a Christian, a pastor, somebody that's going to help people, I'm going to have to keep this heart right. I'm going to have to keep the environment, the condition of it right, or I'll be no good for anybody. Right? I'm going to bow our heads tonight.